Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be an amazing night tonight. I so look forward to our Thursdays. You know, I was sitting there, uh, I was going through my emails right before the show, and I got an email talking about uh, one of the writing communities around here. Uh, they own some property over at the coast, and every year they do a, uh, it's actually the university writing community. <laughs> um, it is the the literature department of Oregon State University. <laughs> Uh, they do a writer's residency program every year uh, in the spring called the Trillium Project. And if you're accepted to the writer's residency, you get to go stay for like four nights up in this mountain cabin out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Last year, uh, we had recordings of cougars walking around the uh, the cabin because there's, out, there's uh, security wildlife cameras outside because it's so remote up there, but it's just absolutely beautiful place, and I'm applying for uh, the residency there again this year. And it made me kind of really think that, uh, you know, to remind you guys that it's that time of year, it's that season when the different places all over the world, actually, you know, especially around here, you know, in your area, and you may not even know about it, um, they start putting together their events throughout the um the year, their residency programs and things like that. And so I really encourage you to Google writer's residency, writer's programs, uh, workshops and things like that. Do a Google search uh, for that in your area. And uh, you know, say like a residency program, writer's residency programs, Oregon or New York or Colorado or whatever it is. And you'd be surprised some of the things you can find in your in your area, you know, as well as national ones. Like did you know that Amtrak every year does uh literary residencies where you get to jump on one of their trains and go all over the country uh for a week I believe it is. You get to stay in one of their their train cabin things and, and just write. Can you imagine how incredible that would be? And it's free. So it's amazing about these. Um, so it, I remember <laughs> I remember one time I was talking about this with Carlos written in pain, and uh, then I get this phone call from him saying, you're not going to believe this. This happened and this happened this happened, and I've just got accepted to, uh, you know, stay in Edgar Allan Poe's house as, as for a writer's residency program that I just, you know, applied for on a whim. Uh, so it was pretty amazing. So there's all kinds of things out there as writers that are available for us. So try to Google that. I just want to do kind of a reminder. You never know what's in your area unless you go out and look. All right. And that may be one of the things that you're doing this year is, you know, stretching out of your comfort zone uh, that you normally have in your life and doing new things, trying new things, pushing yourself, growing. You know, when you stop growing, it's sad. There's only one way to go when you stop, and that's backwards. Um, or you can choose to go forwards. So 
So I guess there's more than one way. Forget it. I have horrible analogies. <laughs> anyway, so check out some of the things that are in your area. Get involved. Go out and, and uh, but those residencies are amazing, you guys. Look them up seriously. Okay, so we. I have some announcements before we get started. <laughs> Tonight it's like I get sidetracked. I don't know where my mouth is going. Uh, Too funny. All right. So anyway, um, I have some announcements to go over. If you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you are more than welcome to do that. You can give me – probably shooting me a message over on Facebook will be easier. If you're not on my contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to put together. can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, and we can pre-record these, uh, which would be great. There's a couple ways to pre-record them. You can pre-record it on your home computer with an audio program and a headset and a mic. Edit it. Do whatever you want to do. Add the bells and whistles. And shoot me over an MP3 file and say this is what it's on. This is the MP3 file. This is how long it is. And we can get it scheduled as a pre-recorded show. We can also do one pre-recorded where we call in and do a phone interview together, and I could, you know, talk to you a little bit at the beginning, and then you can present your workshop, and we can finish up with a little bit and pre-record it that way. Or you can do it a combination of both ways. So you could come on and do a pre-recorded section, like this is the workshop part, and as soon as the workshop's over, we're going to go live and take calls and questions. So you can do however you want that put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these, you guys. It's just a lot of fun for us to be able to spend a little bit more intimate time together exploring and discovering and talking about, uh, you know, feeding that creative side of our brain together, inspiring each other and being inspired. So go ahead and shoot me over a message, Alicia, and we'll get something set up. Then I want to let you know that... um, if you're wanting to call in tonight, I want to give the number real quick. I forgot to do that. The number to call in if you're going to call in tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right? You can call in and share and read with us. We'll get to that portion of the show here in just a little bit. I do want to stop, uh, stop for a moment and thank Star Sevron and James Sapien and Roy Murdoch for helping to sponsor the show last year. Every year we have to pay for our on-air license so that we can broadcast through our show every week. And uh, they helped sponsor that license uh, last year, and we appreciate them so much. We are at the end of our year, so if you are interested in helping sponsor the show for another year, uh, please get a hold of me. You can shoot me a message on Facebook if you want, and uh, I'll tell you you know, what you can do. Um, or how you can do it if you decide you want to help out with the show and keep us on the air for the next year. So with that said, um, I want to get to the audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track. And if you're a recording artist or you have something, you know, on audio format and you'd like to share that with us, you can do so by emailing it to me at thespeakeasycafe, the, T-H-E, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put Uh, audio file or mp3 track or spoken word poem or something like that in the subject line so it stands out for me we can get that uploaded to the show's library and be able to play it for the world and uh, we always like i said we always start and end the episode with one we try to get in as many as we can uh, during the show as well uh, depending on how calls allow i do want to let you know that there is an issue with the chat room tonight so if you are logged on and listening via computer and you're trying to get into the chat room 
just go ahead and click on the link again and refresh the page, and the chat room should show up right underneath the uh, the podcast option up there at the top that you're listening to. Yeah, the live broadcast box. You know what I'm talking about. Don't try this on a professional. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, just go ahead and refresh the page, and it should push you in. If it doesn't, just, you know, keep trying it periodically, and we'll see what it does right now. I'm in here all by myself. It's very spooky, but not as bad as my singing. Okay, so now <laughs> the audio track that I chose to play tonight is by Iwan Bedford, and it's called Girl Behind the Mask, and here we go. We'll be right back, folks. The girl behind the mask doesn't understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it doesn't matter how many times that I've told her, she still relies on the opinions of people who don't realize that what they see as shy is in fact the feeling of lonely, the feeling of whatever she does is not quite good enough, the feeling of constantly disappointing the people closest who only want to see her happy. But instead they have to watch the deterioration and can do nothing, can do nothing but hope and pray that one day the girl behind the mask can finally say, with content and honesty to herself, I'm happy. I can put these feelings of no self-worth on the shelf and live on and build up my life and repair myself in the past and can finally say to myself that at last I've done it. I've beaten the demons inside my soul, the demons who did nothing but make my thoughts and my life cold, the ones who made me contemplate my life, my confidence, my existence and my future, made me feel hurt that can't be fixed with a surgical suture, the ones who made me panic when I even left my room as if the world was out to get me, as if one day soon my day will come. When I can't take any more, the burden of depression has left me too sore. There's no other option, no other way, it's time. Time to give my life away. The girl behind the mask doesn't see That her strength shines so much brighter, you see. The girl behind the mask doesn't know what she's capable of. It's as if she's blind to how happy she makes everyone. Puts a smile on the face of a person feeling down. She's blind to the fact that she can turn a sad day around and make people smile from ear to ear. But when she takes off the mask, she's filled with nothing but fear. Fear of what the next day is going to be for her, as if she's waiting for her sentence and there's nothing but rumours being spread about her. The girl behind the mask is the definition of beauty, the meaning of strength. She needs to know that it's the beauty of everyone who cares to help in the fight, to make her realise that her life is her life. To understand there's nothing to be afraid of. She has family and friends who will show depression what they're made of. Behind the mask needs to lift her head up and open her eyes and realize that she'll never be alone. As much as she may feel it, the pain she's feeling now, happiness will heal it. So be strong and proud of the person you are, because with strength and power, the end of these feelings isn't far. And you can smile, sing, dance around and live the life you've been deprived of, the life you haven't felt, the life you've lived, contemplating an overdose or a belt. The life you've lived where eating is made a living hell. The life you've lived where everything goes wrong. But I promise that one day you can sing the song of courage and bravery. And you'll be free from the emotional pain of mental anxiety. 
Stand with me now, girl behind the mask. Listen to these words to yourself, you must ask. Why am I letting this take over? And then look in the mirror and witness your beauty. And as hard as it seems, you need to smile, it's your duty. And then see your pain as an emotional journey. A bumpy ride that as long as it seems, remember the certainly. There'll be a destination waiting for you where you can be happy at last. But please be strong. emotional piece by Iwan Bedford called Girl Behind the Mask. You can check him out by jumping over onto, actually jump over on YouTube because there's a, a great video of this. You can find Iwan Bedford, Girl Behind the Mask, and uh, check out his work. It'd be amazing. All right, so next, guys, if you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 540 will be, where'd my pen go? Jeez, whiz, there it is. Okay, have to have that. Normally I have 20 on my desk. Um, 540 will be our first caller tonight. Listen for your telephone area code, and you'll know it's your turn to be brought on. When I bring you on, please be sure to introduce yourself. That's really important that people know who you are and that your name is attached to your work. You don't want to send your work out there uh, and have it attributed to anonymous. All right, so make sure you introduce yourself. Very important and courteous. The next thing is that uh, you can do, uh, you can start out tonight reading two poems. Uh, if the lines get too busy, we may need to switch that back later to reading just one, but right now you can read two, and uh, so I'll, I'll just let you know if that changes. Please be courteous of the readers behind you. Keep the poems right around the five-minute mark, and you'll be good to go, and uh then when you're done reading, make sure that you give us your URL. That way people can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better. Now remember that we do have a mature rating, so think about nighttime cable. Am I aging myself saying that? It's called something different now. That's a question for the night. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, you know, in other words, you're bound to hear just about anything, and you probably will with the exception of adult porn poems. Um, you can't do the hardcore erotica here. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. But other than that, you're good to go, all right? So let me go ahead. I'm going to give our first three callers tonight so you kind of know where you are in the lineup and have a heads up if you're coming up soon. Our first caller, as I said, was 540. Then we have 989, followed by 731 and 256. Okay, that's where we're sitting at right now. And then we do have area code uh, 419. You are not in the lineup, so if you're here just listening and hanging out tonight, appreciate you being. You can listen to the show via your telephone if you would like. Uh, the number again is 646-595-3965. You can call in and just listen on the phone. If you do want to come on, you need to press 1. So uh, 419, if you'd like to come on, make sure that you press 1 and uh you're good to go. Other than that, if you're here just hanging out listening, appreciate you being here. Uh, thanks, and enjoy the show. All right? So let's go ahead and grab our first caller. As I said, 540, you are on the air. Hello, this is Philip Church down in Virginia. Hello, Mr. Church. How are you, darling? Oh, I'm doing fine. How about yourself? 
I am having an absolutely wonderful week. I went and spent, I oh, ran good. away to the coast last weekend. It was amazing, beautiful. Rained, rained the entire time I was there except for when I was packing my car to come home. Stayed right on the beach, watched the storm. It was incredible. Got out to walk a few times between the, the showers and yeah, it was incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm all I'm I'm all happy as a bug in a rug. <laughs> and you're and uh, and you're gonna go back into the wild again and uh chasing cougars and <laughs> I would also tell you to uh, you know, come and take it from me now. You also wanna keep an eye out for them wood boogers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's really funny. I took when Christopher Ryan, who's hosted on the show, first moved out to Oregon. I took him out on uh, and kind of showed him around some of the woods and stuff out here. And we came upon some cougar tracks. And so I'm sitting there yelling, "Here, kitty, 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 kitty!" And he's getting so freaking pissed off at me. And it's like you know, not knowing that you know, if you know there's a cougar around, you're supposed to be really loud and make lots of noise. So there I am standing on my tiptoes with my hands cupped around my mouth yelling, here, kitty, 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 kitty. And he's just hitting me and pushing me, telling me we need to get off the mountain, blah, 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 blah. It was really funny. It kind of freaked him out. Uh, well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm hoping you, you'll have a great time like you did last time. So. <laughs> um, me too. I, uh, I'm hoping I get accepted. Which, I'm just applying. I haven't got it. So we're gonna, we'll see. We'll see what goes on. Oh well, then I wish you best of luck there. Then, but, uh, thank you. I uh, my my voice might be a little scratchy. I'm a little rusty tonight. <laughs> my my pipes are rusting, I think. But uh, oh, I uh, I I I've been listening to. I I tend to to start liking bands about twenty years after they get popular for some reason. And uh, here lately, I've been listening to a lot of uh, a particular band. And uh, their lyricist is their, is their main singer. It, the band's called Tool, and uh, their lead singer is a uh, Maynard. Oh, I hope I'm saying this right. Maynard James Heenan. But uh, come to find out, one of the their songs, he used the Fibonacci sequence to write it, and uh, that kind of piqued my attention because I've I've written. Uh, one poem using the Fibonacci sequence, and that's what I'm going to read tonight. That is awesome. Did I lose you? Nope, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I better real quick. Uh, the Fibonacci sequence is what we see in spirals in nature, even our galaxy, uh, or a snail shell, or a nautilus shell, and. Uh, adheres to this uh, this uh, sequence of numbers, and it was discovered back during the Renaissance by Fibonacci. And the way it works is is that you go uh, 0 plus 1 is 1, and you add 1 plus 1, which is 2, and then two plus, uh, 1 plus 2, which will equal 3, and then 2 plus 3. So in other words, you, you add what you uh, your sum with the last number that you added. So if you were to do this in a, in a poem, you would do it for uh, uh, syllables. So you would start out with a one-word, one-line syllable. Then your next line would only be two syllables. Your next line would be three syllables. And this was originally founded as a six-line poem by a man named Gregory Pincus. 
and he just put it out on the internet back in 2006 as a writing exercise. And uh, if when you do these things, it will actually make uh, a geometric shape on the on your page, like a pyramid. So I couldn't resist uh, when I read about all this back in, I guess, 2013, 2014. So I wrote this Fibonacci poem, and it's called uh, Play Things, and, and mine's in 18 lines, so it's called Play Things of a Maddened Mind. Taste the potion as a dram, eternal weight, to feel any kick, proving how minds are sick. Curiosity, my dears, can be cruel and so unkind when seeking to know a maddened mind. Pluck thumb upon blade as playing a harp. Test the pain within the pressure. See how sharp? Either count the words written or leave it alone. Layer a thought with more thought, like the flesh upon bone. Strictly control the metered moment. Avoid a tirade. Concisely communicate the madness in growing cascade. Words are like toys. Thoughts given reality of will recombine. At the very bottom, at the stanza's base, just look there to find. Loving intents and verses. Poetry is a plaything of maddened mind. In poems. That was absolutely insane, crazy, awesome, good. <laughs> and if, if you see it, like I said, uh, diagram, it, it forms a pyramid. With the first line, of course, you know, being the cap of the pyramid, and then that, that last line of verse forming the base. And uh, you can actually do this backwards if you wanted to. So what you would have on the co- on the uh, a page would look like a uh, a diamond, for instance. It would have a diamond shape. If you You're were hurting to have, my you know, head. Ah, well. <laughs> you know, what, what absolutely fascinates me is with, you can tell that, you you know, you learned this cool thing and it clicked in your brain and you're, it's like, it's like a safe you're cracking to write one of these, right? Oh, yeah. And you're talking yeah, about yeah, these uh, numbers and they keep adding and as soon as you put numbers in the equation, my brain seriously, seriously tried to keep up with what you were saying. But it, it's like... <laughs> It immediately shut down. So for me, I'm numerically dyslexic, so numbers are hard for me anyway. Um, but letters, I'm fine. Figure that one out, you guys. Um, with And so when I understand, when I started writing form poetry and I started thinking about it as word puzzles instead of math, it became much right. more enjoyable for me. But you sitting there explaining that, it was like me listening to you opening your mouth and starting to speak French, and it's beautiful. And and, and then then it's like I get so totally lost because I have no clue what you're saying. I could not follow the formula of that, you know. And it for me so that for me knowing that that clicks in your brain and makes sense, and you can just take it and make the words dance in that form, to me is so super impressive. And people always, you know, especially my era, this you know our generation of poets. Um, you know, we we are either the remnants of or the byproducts of the 60s free love poetry movement. Oh, yeah. You know, where things really got away from being structured poems 
and turned into being free verse and free rights and free love and, you know, all that good stuff. That's really, the 60s was really when we started to see a pull away from and, and, and you know, watching form poetry almost become, you know, antiquated, you know, just oh, yeah. out, of, out of fashion. And I'm seeing a lot more of it starting to come back now because of people understanding the beauty and the complexity and and the the strokes it needs you need to take to be able to create something in that form you know so i'm just i am very impressed that you can do that i think that is absolutely amazing and you're my hero you know because of that you know, just, just, well for lots of reasons you know the, the 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 blue tights and the red cape really don't hurt the image at all but you know <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the many reasons you are my hero. Oh, thank you so much. But, uh, you know, people have asked me, you know, about my writing poetry. And, you know, uh, I, I tell them, you know, it's like doing a crossword puzzle to me. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 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 it's that kind of recreation for the mind, I guess. So, uh, which I never really got that much into, you know, puzzles and crossword puzzles. But now for it, fans of tools uh the the song that uh, he did is uh on the uh the album's name for the song too and I'm, i know i'm going to kill the pronunciation here but lateralus l-a-t-e-r-a-l-u-s and the chorus for that is is fibonacci and if you see it it, it goes black then white r all i see in my infancy and that's how he uh he chose to do it so uh, if I got time to read another one, I can read a quick one. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is really switching gears. This is called Dust. God, you are the potter, I am the clay. Make me be what you want to today. I will take up my cross and seek no destiny but to be the person that you want me to be. You choose the foolish, weak, and despised so your strength and wisdoms realize to surrender my desires and ambitions a must and put my life in your hands, for I am but dust. In poem. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Philip, you are amazing to me. I, I don't know if you know that, but I, I think that you really are an important voice, you know, in, in our little quadrant of poetic history. I, I I don't think that you understand maybe um how influential and inspiring you can be. Oh, uh, well, you know, I I appreciate that and you know, I've I I always tell people before August of two thousand twelve, fifty two years old, I, I wasn't able to do this stuff and then all of a sudden I was. And so I do see it as a, a a gift of a grace type gift because it certainly isn't anything I deserve. But uh, all what of a did you I do creatively? What did you do creatively before you started writing poetry? Oh. Uh, I, I guess I tried my hand at, at writing prose a little bit, and uh, but no, I mean, was there was there that, a different? Like, did you paint? Did you did you? You know, was there something that you did prior to starting to? Not like really. Music no, or... I was. Uh, Don't no, you play music? I was, uh, 
uh, I used to be a drummer. <laughs> Other than that, I know I could never figure out the chords on guitars. Or my mom, bless her heart. <laughs> so say, so being a drummer, a that's a creative one. outlet. That you're creating music, right. you're creating sound. That's you know what happened when you stopped drumming. Was it was it very long after you stopped drumming that you started writing? Oh yeah. Uh, I was in, I was the most drumming I guess I did what you would call it garage band you know teenagers so mm -hmm. uh, yeah thirty years but uh, I really I didn't I I uh, kind of wasted <laughs> those decades that was my <laughs> ill fated youth I, I, if, if you can you know say riding motorcycles and doing a lot of drinking but <laughs> but you know what that's creative <laughs> input everything that you did oh, up I, to the moment you picked up that pen. You know, someone will sit there and say, well, I didn't start writing until I was 70, so I'm not a real poet. No. That means you spent 70 years gathering all the input so you could sit down and show the output, you know. So so you weren't, it wasn't wasted years. You were just getting that input so that you can create such great stuff now. Well, I think that's, you know, and I can't remember who said it, but somebody even said that, uh, you know, the, the making of a good poet, if you want to be a good poet, go out and live some first. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's kind of where it comes from. But I'm going to I'm gonna uh, mosey on out of here, let somebody else have a go at it. And uh, reminding folks, uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook, Philip Church, or you can find me on Amazon, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, Church, and that's where all my books and stuff are at. And I've, I've written some history books and some spooky history books and some nonfiction as well. And uh, <laughs> you probably, in uh, of course, all my poetry, so... There's my plug, and uh, I guess I will probably talk to you uh, next week. All right. Thank you so much, Philip. Great job tonight, honey. Uh, thank you so much. Take care now. You too. Okay, so I've gotten like seven, eight emails now asking me why in the world I didn't give out the prompt or the writing exercise tonight. And I totally spaced that off, so I need to do that real quick so I can stop getting yelled at. Every week... For the last two years, this is the very first time we have not. Um, I give out a writing exercise and a writing prompt at the beginning of the show. So if you ever get stuck and you're just wondering what you can uh, write about, just go to the beginning of any of our shows, start up the archive, and listen and grab yourself a writing prompt or exercise off there. So the writing prompt um, for this week that I'm going to give you, a writing prompt is intentionally designed to create a poem. So it can be the subject of the poem. It can be the title of the poem. It can be the concept of the poem. It can be a line in the poem, whatever. But it has to inspire a finished poem that you can come and share. So the prompt for this week is on that note. On that note. Now, whatever direction you want to take, that's fine. All we're doing is planting a seed, and wherever it grows, that's up to you. So the prompt is on that note. So on that note, I'm going to get to the exercise portion of this. Now, the exercise is different. It's meant to just make your pen move, not create something pretty. You know, you, you put on your sweats. You push yourself out of your comfort zones. You, you feel that burn. You write about something in a way you haven't written about it before. You think of it in a different way. Uh, you, you write about something you'd never even totally think about writing about before. It's just to make messy with your muses and get that pen moving and keep that, that flow going. So... Your writing exercise this week is absolutely one of my favorite ones, and because it really makes you think. You know, you talk about being 
the uh, you know words being a word puzzle in form poetry. Well, this is an idea. This this is an exercise on the idea side of that. Okay, so what I want you to do is this exercise is called twenty questions. You know, and we all know the concept. You know, what are you, you, you giving me twenty questions here? So the concept of the poem is you need to write. And it needs you need to write 20 lines or like 20 separate stanzas, but they have to be separate, 20 separate sections. So, you know, just one line and make it a 20-line poem or make it 20 stanzas of a couple lines each or however you want to, to form that, but it needs to be 20 of them. And all 20 lines need to simply be a question. All right? The title of the poem needs to be a hint it should be a hint on the topic or subject of the poem, but not give it away completely. So you never want to actually say what you're writing about. But you want to make it evident through the hint in the title and the 20 lines that are nothing but questions what the poem's about. All right, so you, you make that little, and then when they're reading through it, 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 something will click and they say, oh my gosh, they're talking about this. You know, you don't want to do it so esoterically that they don't understand what you're talking about at all. But something along the lines of, say, uh, the, the poem was titled Her Letter. The title is Her Letter. And the first uh, stanza in the poem is something like, um, Should lovely fingerprints of black and blues, her flesh a canvas in heavy strokes of abstract bruise. Okay, so obviously talking about... Um, Domestic abuse. So, you know, the whole, all the rest of the 19 other lines would all be just questions, and they shouldn't all build off of each other. You know, you should sit there and look at it like, you know, the the subject that you're writing about, and maybe even make a list of all the different ways you can look at that subject or or aspects, and then take that list and put your your 20 questions together in that list. You know, so each one should be a different question. And then the title should be a hint on the subject, but not give it away completely. If you think about that, it'll make sense. <laughs> and it's seriously a lot of fun to do. So even if you don't do it pretty, just go out there and do it and have fun and get your pen moving and see where it takes you because it's it's really cool. I, I think you really enjoy it. All right, so that is your prompt and your exercise this week. I am so sorry I forgot to give those at the beginning of the show. So let's now instantly resume back to our calling section of the program. Once again, the number, if you want to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. I want to give the line up again real quick. We have 989, then 731-256-832-219. So those are the callers that are coming up. Let's go ahead and grab 989. 989, are you with me? I sure am. It's George Lyons. How are you? Hey, George. How are you? You and Cookie are the only well, ones in the chat room that have been able to get into the chat room with me tonight. I know, I know. I, it took me a while to get in, too, but finally one day, boom, it, it popped up and I'm in and I'm holding my breath. But You know, um, I don't know what yeah. program they use, um, but th- the chat worked amazingly up until the switch to Windows 10. 
when it, it seemed to work fine on Windows 7, but there's something different between Windows 7 and Windows 10, because since Windows 10 came out, the chat room has never been right since. You know, it won't open. It kicks you out. It just sits there and spins. It spits out your flash player every week. So, you know, I'm not sure what happened, but, yeah. yeah. So it's a hit and miss. Just you keep poking to, with the uh, stick, you guys. It'll, it'll let you in eventually. Yeah. I, I noticed that it does. Uh, it makes me redo the flash player every, Adobe flash player every time. Mm-hmm. And also, sometimes it makes me sign, sometimes it makes me sign in through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, or how I define that, but I just all of a sudden the Facebook's there, so I sign in and then I can't. Everywhere. So I can't. <laughs> I was trying What's to. What's that song? Down. The '80s. Feel like someone's watching me or something like that. Yes. Or Facebook or Google is too. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, and so, um, but the uh, to read this one, first one I. Uh, I believe that's ever read either of the two, these two that were, that were from quite recent. One was called, one is called, Should I Tell You a Lie? Should I lie to you with my words to impress you or to make you think I'm clever? Can I pile frills of, onto my facts to show my depth or to magnify my poetic endeavor? Is it treasonous to tell lies to a loved one? in order to hold them closer. A lie is expected and welcome, even trusted, that ballast to make the link rosier. How, how vital is exact naked truth in a world of fragile feelings? Is patronizing someone a sin when their life is now spin-wheeling candor or real value in a relationship long past its peak? Is an unfiltered mouth a tribute in a time that is already weak? Would we bear false witness to prevent a desperate man from jumping? Or trim up his self-image with false features and glory, security, and fine tidings? Truth is wonderful. It is essential. We can't lose it. In government, it is the key element of trust. But in love and domestic conditions, an occasional white lie is a must. Hey, would I lie to you? And the peace. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. I I don't know if you know how much I love that poem. It's one of my favorites. I think. <laughs> well, thank you. I uh, I was yeah. I guess I was. Speaking with a forked tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, like you know when someone comes up to me and says, "I never lie." I always say that because I don't lie, but you know I may put a little bit orange on the truth sometimes, and sometimes I may put a little bit of purple on there, but it's always the truth. That's right. But it might be green today. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I think in certain situations when somebody is really in need of a compliment, even if your heart. Even if you're, or or reassurance or trust or just a com, just a kind word, you know that may not come from you about that person naturally. I think forcing some niceness on them is. <laughs> it, it, you may call that define that as a lie, but it's it's hardly evil, you know, especially if they're appearing to you as needy in, in some fashion, 
needy, you know, needy in that sense. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, your second one? My second well, one was is... Your second one. No, that was my first one. Okay, second one. Yeah, this is now I'm my... I'm so confused. The second one is metaphorically political in some ways. It's called the two-headed eagle. We are an eagle, havens, falcon armies, a nation casting about to find its meaning, a meaning that seems to stall on one issue while the rest escape. Escape like a broken fishing line, its bobber floating away in the current, a current that ignores its own past and changes course in the rapids, a rapidly changing set of national goals, which on one hand has paranoid borders, while on the other hand wants its friendships changed, changing it into a bully of self-interest with tyrannical goals that mystifies its order. In order to gain hubris, which it hardly needs and suffers badly from, from here on the path, pathways get cloudier. Where do we want to go? To go from a warm heart of welcome to refugees to a deferential and judging fortress, a wall which grows between its own, some with assets, some without, never to meet. A meeting of two people, one peering out a large window, the other staring at a corner, with a corner on the world's violence, a loosening grip on its own destiny, destined to become a two-headed eagle, at once holding a sword and then an olive branch. One head straining to gain the sun, the other pulling hard to soar off the earth's edge, edging toward oblivion. Will we help the eagle separate into two with each flying, flying against each other in aerial combat, a dervish of feathers and spins, until they are now two angry birds glowering at each other, their goals separate? One separately flying toward the sun, in an attempt to avoid the Icarus freefall, one falling lower and choosing to scavenge us with the baser prey of fear. We fear we fall into a raging rapids, which may not easily take a changing course. In the course of this turbulence, we often slip below the surface. We must reach up and up there. We must grab the talents of an eagle flying close. Which eagle will we choose? Upon which turf will that be that eagle's choice? Will it be a flat land of lethal walled edges or an enlightened sphere of hope and progress? Real progress would bring us enlightened eagles steeped with principles and truth. In truth, we must train our eagles well. We're having an altitude problem. And our chosen eagle must insist on soaring. That was phenomenal. Great job Thank on both you. of those tonight, honey. Oh, you're welcome. By the way, it was so nice to hear Philip. He said, as you know, he's had a, had a uh, sort of rough year and it seems to be coming out of it quite well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, he sounds great, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, okay, well, that's it. And I will move on. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit, honey. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
great. Thanks, George. All right. Our next caller comes from area code... Seven three one. Seven three one, are you with me? I am. I am with you. It's me. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hey. I'm wonderful. How are you, I'm honey? I'm doing great except there's a train whistle right behind me and it's really like vibrating and it's driving me crazy. You know why? Why? Because I've been in this place for nearly twenty years and never knew it was a train track here. Hmm. <laughs> Is that true? It's true. You know, it's funny. I it's love true. living by the rate yeah. train tracks. And I, when I would look at apartments or I was moving to a new place or whatever, you know, I'd always look where I'd try to find something because I love that sound. There's nothing more I love than wake, getting woken up in the middle of the night to a train whistle and the sound of the train going because then my brain would jump on and just take off with it. Wow. I love that sound. You are a hopeful so, romantic. I am. That's weird that it was that you've had it that long and didn't know. That's crazy. Mhm. That's right. Well, you know, I've always worked in a big office and everything up there, but you know, I kind of got pushed out now. I'm in like a FEMA trailer, so it's a whole new world. Hey. What's well, up? Michael, um, it is very good to mm-hmm. hear from you. Oh yeah, Michael Todd from West Tennessee. Um, getting over bronchitis and bronchial pneumonia and stuff, so probably I sound like a duck, you know, but we'll work through that. I still look good, and that's really the most important part, thing, whatever. So uh, anyway, so uh, let me think, where am I? Oh, I know where I'm at. Uh, You were talking about uh, assignments and challenges and things like that. Uh-huh. Well, I'm running around. I'm running around with this bunch of bloggers now. These they're all girls except for one. It's a whole different crew of people. Really nice people. And, but hell, they just took me in. They didn't have to, but they have, and I appreciate it. And Eugenia, she loves to draw out the prompts. Good lord, she did one with write a poem using the word finicky. Huh, how appropriate. And uh, now we specify, I mean, can't go over this many lines or words or something. Yeah, you know, people put it on a thimble. Uh, anyway, Kathy, her blog's called Curious as a Kathy. She writes one. She normally doesn't write poetry. I thought it was really great. And then I riffed it, and that's where I got my version of it. So henceforth, I call it riffing Kathy to infinity, comma, infinity. I really should have put the infinity in there, but I did. It was too late. I only had like 15 minutes to do this. So anyway, part of it's true, the part about raining and stuff. And I was in Nashville uh, recently, and 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 I thought I was going to get thundersnow finally. And I've never seen it. I'm like, thundersnow, like you are about a tornado. They're out there. Oh, my gosh, I just won't see it once, you know. But <laughs> I, I didn't get to. So uh, we missed, missed that part of it. Um, um and, and anyway, when I refer to to these bloggers and whatever, I refer to them as spinners, not spinsters. Spinners, that just means they spin words and things like that. And they're also big coffee people, too. That's, you know, you could probably appreciate that. And uh, uh, the other thing in there on my birthday, they say uh, birthday, anything I don't understand, I always spin it to my birthday because that's the most important day in the world to me. And I don't understand why everybody else wants to feel that way about it, too. 
But you know, when's your birthday? It's June the eighteenth. Yes, I have the same okay. birthday as Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. He was a singer for some band. Speaking of bands, we lost a, a great, great musician, singer, performer this morning. I'm I'm so bummed out about it. I'm just sick about it. Uh, Peter Tork died. Ah. You remember him? Let me refresh your memory. The monkeys. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. I was I was a Davy Jones girl. Yeah, well Peter's now gone with Davy. And uh so there's two gone, two left. That's very sad. He's seventy seven. He was the funniest of the bunch, I think. But mm-hmm. anyway. You know who they originally wanted for that role? It was Stephen Stills. The guy that you know, oh, really? Buffalo Springfield. Mhm. And uh he had too much stuff going on but he, he recommended his friend Peter Tort and they hired him. That's how that happened. There you go. That's There's awesome. Trivia. Mm. All right. Well, let's get to my singular poem for this evening. <clears throat> Rissing Kathy to infinity. infinity. It's raining cats and clowns here in Jackson. I wish I had an umbrella here at my disposal. Bolt of lightning, clap of thunder. It was on. I was hoping for thunder snow. Got a squall. When it comes to weather, I'm a finicky guy. When it comes to ice cream, hand cranked. When push comes to shove, I wonder why. Come April, how are you with being pranked? This deal's all about my birthday, you know. These random poems with no motive clear. Trenchant, title intact, easy come, easy go. No room or cognition for emotion, I fear. Does your melancholy ever wear a smile? When caught in the cracks, do you lean? The best ways I see whether a daily trial, boasting broadest smile you have I've ever seen. I sit with spinners, counting words aloud. Speaking of coffee is their elixir of life. They design their vests, wear them proud. They cut with a spoon, stir with a knife. In form. That was way cool. And you did well. Did she like it? Yes, she did. <laughs> you know, you you are so cheeky, and I love you so much. Well, all right. Just she in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She didn't say. That's what we go for, though. <laughs> yeah. Seb taught me years and years ago. Michael, why do we write poems? I don't know, Seb, why? He goes, to impress the girls. They <laughs> purpose this to me. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me. I had this friend I used to hang out with. I used to go dancing all the time when I was younger. And, and uh, he, would, he was just such a cocky little shit, you know. Good-looking guy, danced well, things like that. And he'd sit there and he'd, he'd tell me, he said, you know, Nyla, you show me a man that doesn't dance and I'll show you a woman I can steal. And he wasn't kidding. I mean, he was dead serious. You know, so you saying that is, you know, why do we write to impress it? just reminded me of that guy, you know. I can I can just picture you standing there all steadily saying, yeah, I'm good. There you go. <laughs> of course, you do realize there's probably like 20% of your audience is out there going, well, he's just a complete total jerk. You're <laughs> 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 right, I am. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're you know? funny. All right. 
if anyone wants to come hang out with me, I have a poetry site. I don't know if it's going to stay alive or not. Google owns it, and last time I I can't figure out what they're flushing down right now or not. But I think that Blogspot's going to be spared the axe. I think, pretty sure. So, if you want to, if you want to find me, and I, I, I promise I'll start writing again if I'm confident after a few weeks that it's going to stay there. Otherwise, I'd start over somewhere. But right now, you can just simply go to MikeTodd.blogspot.com and spell Mike Todd M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, MikeTodd.blogspot.com. Thank you. Awesome. Perfect. All right, Michael. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Have a great evening. (laughs) You too, honey. Bye-bye. All right. Michael Todd, amazing man. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nella. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but I'm i got to give one shout-out to Philip okay. Kent Church, the Appalachian Outlaw. Damn, good to hear your voice again. Isn't it? Yes. You know, it's because of him they say I say Appalachian, right? There you go. Appalachian. <laughs> yep. There you go. All because of him. Yeah. I was schooled. <laughs> Same here. Same here. I yep. was always taught Appalachian, and he said, no. That's <laughs> not how it's done, son. <laughs> I mean, you even hear it say it that way on TV shows and stuff. I know. I know. You know, there's also like people say it's Oregon, Oregon, or Oregon. Yeah. yeah. It's Oregon. Oregon's not gone anywhere. It's Oregon, not Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think they're planning to succeed to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. <laughs> so introduce yourself, my love. My name is Stan Phillips. Indeed you are. Just had to make sure everybody knew because, you know, I was waiting and waiting and waiting and you didn't do it, so I had to ask. I understand. Thank you. It was important to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Stan. I like that. Hearing Philip and George, I like that. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. What'd you bring tonight, love? Well, what I'm doing tonight is for a lady named Jan. Where it's her name is F E R R I E R R. And Jan Ferrer, and uh, she's having some problems with her eyes, so she couldn't do this. And you know, uh, it, this she sent actually, me some. She sent me an email one time and asked me if I could read something of hers for her because of her eyesight and stuff. And I just send her back an email and let her know that I can't, I can't read anyone's work on the air because, you know, there's so many people who want to be here if they could, but, you know, they're doing other things and blah, blah, blah. It's like, could you read this for me? Could you read that for me? And I just don't do it because I can't do it for everybody. You know, and I felt so bad, but, you know, I told her that we had some really great poets here and, and I'm sure somebody, so I'm really glad, I'm really glad you're doing that for her. Because she yes. is incredible. Oh yeah, yes, this lady definitely can write. Mhm. Yeah. So I was doing. I was going to be my first piece would be a piece for her, and this is hers called "Sea Glass in Their Wake." The warships plow their furrows in Argyle, 
gay file, knife file, aisles wild. I sort and file the rough edges from my richly garnered sea glass. They pass and I pass my time, scavenging what the sea brings. A magpie drawn to bright shiny things. Gravel washing glass, winding fine silver shine wire to make a ring of desire for an ethnic finger, maybe. Ships that pass in the night. Sand-imprinted waves linger on the shore, spilling their riches, their unique bounty for free. I search and see, sparkle in the foaming debris. Deep, deep down, the engines agitate the sea, vibrating glass jars on my windowsill. They catch the sun, each and every one a gem. Perhaps spun in the hem wake that the warships have plowed. I watch them constantly, they prowl, while I polish endlessly, refining my art. The ships come and they depart. Sea glass in their wake. In peace. Wow. That was incredible. I know it. That is jam right there. Just getting back from the coast this weekend, that, that really resonates loud with me. I'm telling you. I have been blessed with knowing an amazing, an amazing assortment of writers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do know. the influence, influences have been just so great. I absolutely agree. And I, I know exactly what you're saying. I get to sit here and listen to you all every week. I'm blessed. Oh, I'm tell- yeah. And speaking of that, the second poem. Mm-hmm. This was gotten from a gentleman who is a definitely, no doubt, an amazing poet. His name is Titus Llewellyn. And this is from a quote of his that this poem was spun. And his quote was, Driven by this means we are both elegant quill and parchment. End quote. And Read this, that again. This guy, driven by this, we are both elegant quill and parchment. Great. And he he, he can oh, what he can do in the classic English sonnet style, with an incredible depth of vocabulary and reference. It's it's un, it's unbelievable. You're going to school every time you read, Titus. <laughs> That's all there is to it. it. And it's college. It ain't high school. <laughs> it's funny. George just wrote in the chat room that Stan reading Titus is like Moses reading the Ten Commandments. Yeah, <laughs> and having to have an a <laughs> dictionary and a thesaurus sitting right there <laughs> while he's reading it. Wait a minute, what was that? <laughs> he says, "Stan, the golden, the the golden voice of timber in the woods. What a voice! When the world ends due to global warming, we need to have Stan Phillips be the announcer." <laughs> oh, my God. oh, 
good Lord. Wait a minute. Hang on, That's you guys. True. I need to do this. I'm printing screen, and I'm going to save that for you and send you a send you a, <sighs> a JPEG That's image true of that now. because. That's, That's George who said that and Michael Amadei. <laughs> it says, the end of the world, I need to be the voice to announce it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> world so, you know what you just did, right? Huh? You know what, what you just did, right? You gave yourself oh, no, homework. No. no. Yes. No, you didn't. Yes. Oh, my God. I'll get you for this, George. <laughs> <laughs> You need to write a poem as an announcer, as an announcer announcing the end of the world. Oh. Give your fans what they want, dude. Don't be stingy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't don't be that superstar that just walks by the little kid holding the baseball and and don't even see him. Push him out of your way. Come on, give us what we want. All right. I'll be working Um, on that. While you're doing that, I'm going to make sure that everybody gets their Stan Fan Club T-shirt and bobblehead doll and bumper sticker. Uh, Yeah, a real simple thing on the shirt. I lost my mind once. Damn thing found its way home. Dang it. I hate it when that happens. (laughs) I know. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) This is from his prompt of that quote. And it's called Soul Expression. Be it of solemn intent or an irony seen hilarious. Be born in inner solitude or outward and gregarious. The perceptions of great diversity in words come to fruition. Sharing the spectral and the infinite range of our all too human condition. The affirmation found in love in its loss or devastation. Perpetual journeys of our souls from damnation to redemption. From speck of dust to universe, in life experiences all will begin. Souls and hearts become our paper. Mind's imagination becomes our pen. In peace. Wow, that was phenomenal. I don't know what it is. There's just something about when I get a prompt from him, this happens. That that was seriously incredible. Thank you, thank you. I do, I do. I have been blessed with with being exposed to so many amazing poets and diversity and styles. I think that's why I can't settle on any one specific style. There's just too much out there to have fun with. I could tell, and you know, and and people who read your work. I mean, that's one of the things that's that's uh, very compelling about your writing is that it's very easy to engage. You know, you have very accessible writing. Um, it's very easy for someone, anyone, to be able to just kind of walk up and grab a hold of it and, and you know, start a conversation with it immediately. Uh, you know, that that type of of comfort level and welcomingness, welcomingness to the way that you write. You know, it just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, I, for, I forgot my original compliment, but 
the all the ones that I just said are true. They were leading to the finish, and I just lost the finish. I would be the guy that got slapped on prom night because he couldn't pull through. That's what I am right now. <laughs> Dude, I shaved my legs for this, really? And you're not going to? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh I have no clue where I was going. You know, it's really funny. Sometimes I'll do this because I, I get excited and I get talking and then I, you know, you know me, I go off on tangents and and sometimes it's hard to get back on the path. You know, I, I don't carry bed, bread crumbs with me. And so I'll go back and I'll listen to the show and think, oh, God, you sound like such an idiot. But, you know, you guys keep coming back, so I guess we're good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was awesome, okay. Stan. Well, thank you. And sometimes it's fun to go off there and get lost with you sometimes. <laughs> I just pack a lunch and bring a flashlight. We're good. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Forget GPS. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate those things. Oh, my God. I hate those things. I get uh, so mad at them. One of my favorite bits was done by a guy named Paul Provenza when he was the host of a of a comedy series called The Green Room. Where mm-hmm. it was just comedians cutting loose in a theater in the round setting surrounded by other comedians as the audience. So you oh, know, this funny. is wide open. This is wide open. And he sat there and made the suggestion that he would love to have his GPS have Gilbert Gottfried's voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. Oh. Uh... What was the actor's name off of Ferris Bueller, the teacher? The act, you know, where he's going Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Oh God! That's yes. who I want as, as my GPS. Because then he's talking nice. It's like my my GPS will go off. It's like, hey, you need to turn right there. Wait, wait, wait! wait. Oh, you, why'd you miss that turn? That's what my GPS does. Oh, you know, but if it well, was that guy, he'd I say, Nyla, sure turn it might have been here. Turn, yes. <laughs> Oh, I like the way he said uh, he said it with Gilbert Gottfried. Make a left. Mm-hmm. Make a left. Make a left now. And keep going. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh my God, that would be it. I'd rip it out of the desk and throw it out the window. That's so funny. That's so funny. That would be it. Well, I can't do Gottfried because that would hurt me. <laughs> I think it hurts him. <laughs> oh. I think it hurts him, and that's why he talks like that. I don't know, just it guessing. <laughs> yes. This really does love uh, company. This is true. <laughs> All right, hon. Well, I'll lay it out there for him. You can, of course, find me on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, Fridays, you might catch me in the first hour of Van... Meadows, let's talk about it. After that, I'll be on World Poetry Open Mic. Uh, You can find me in Outlaw Poetry Group. You can find me in the Poetry of Springs Embrace Group, in the Garden of Poetry and Prose, and I'm also in the 2017 and 2018 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. And in Philip Kent's Church's Outlaw Poetries, we're in Cahoots Anthology, all on Avalon, or Amazon. 
Avalon. Where did I get that from? That's it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. If you want to come back and read, just go ahead and press one, jump in and out of the lineup real quick, and and press one again. You too, George. I see that you're still online with us. So, uh, George, if you press one, and then press one again, it'll put you back in the lineup. If you don't want to call back in, same thing with you, Stan. Great job tonight. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. My pleasure, and on to the next. All right, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Miss Nana. Hey, Soldier Blue. How are you doing? I'm all right. Now, usually I don't say hi and then the reader's name. I let them introduce themselves. But, <laughs> you know, you, you've been doing this since... Ah, since the very first show. You were on our very first show, weren't you? Because I've known you before I started. I believe I was. Yeah. Yeah. You've been calling in since our very first show over 12 years ago. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of like I I can't frame the surprise. Oh, hi. (laughs) It's like mom walking in. Oh, shit. What do you want? (laughs) Hey, uh, you know. (laughs) What can I say about that? Not mom isn't mama. I'm talking about my mom. No, I know. But Mama I is know. my mom, just so she knows. Because yeah, she's on hold, yeah. and I don't want any mistake there. <laughs> yeah. No, we got, we got that. Because when got Mama that. walks in, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. So what's going on with you, Mr. Blue? You sound like you're in a great mood again. You're, you're still scaring yeah, me a little. Yeah, I'm just dancing up and down, aren't I? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't have you don't have to be jumping up and down because I don't think you will ever do that because you're too empathetic no. with the wrongs in the world. But I do think that there's yeah. times where you're feeling good about what's going on and the direction you're going and what's happening in your life and the, and you feel strong and I think that you sound that right now. Well, let's put it this way. I just I found out an interesting thing and I'm not going to really get too deep into it cuz you know a lot of it's on a personal level but it was kind of interesting. I was, was uh, looking through my stream today, and they uh, had uh, one of the First Nations had up on the on uh, their one of their little things um, the the various um, names for the the moons, and they actually have thirteen moons, which I thought was interesting, as they have one moon that the the eighth moon of theirs. It falls either at the end of July or the beginning of August, depending on, I guess the the the, um, the season and whatever else they use as a measure for that. But what's interesting in the, in that regard is that February is considered the bear moon, and I've always had a deep affinity for the bear, mm-hmm. and whether it be the grizzly or the the, the black bear or you know. Whatever I, I I can't tell you how much it hurts me to see a lot of the uh, um, the bears up on the the ice cap at the moment because they do they're they're showing the signs of what's been happening and I mean they look gaunt they look they look uh, they look sickly to be honest. And drawn, and and it's 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 and it literally it's it's painful for me to to sit there and, and look at the more current uh, 
photographs of the polar bears these days. But mm-hmm. I still have that affinity with them, and I, I guess that's one of the reasons why I feel for them. But this uh, this month is the bear moon, and it, and a part of their descriptive of that is that you basically are doing more of a a an observation through sensing energy rather than using sound. And I think that's kind of an interesting concept just of itself. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've just kind of been sitting with that and kind of thinking about it. But anyway, um, I've got a piece here called The Droning Fire. Walking through a dead man's land, Ashka scattered the earth at right angles to dream a western wind. And the drone of the moderator just goes on. On this day of the year, 1864, specific to the time when it occurred, at last light, these people became casualties. 204, all told, killed or wounded. In all, 100 men of sovereignty and First Nation as well, 104 attendant non-combatants. Red Earth. In a recount of loss and suffering, Nithe, the verbs of extinction in a war, there are no non-combatants. Equal death for all. The bridges are burning. The land is broken. And we shall use our columns of bone to Bring the spirit back from the water's edge. The spines we have been birth given for nourishment morph, becoming the limbs of red earth as we shake, rattle the stones of ants, the seeds of trees, the blood of dreams. Rattles of prayer for our earth. Grass shall green with the dream sings of us, and all shall hear it within the songs the people dance to. Yes, bless the dead hearts of these wounded, for they can see what is no more. Bones laid upon silica sanded shelves Tongues glued to the grains of particle board Songs choke, stutter in the thunder Of being and start again Bleed through the graft granulated forms Hey, ah Skull Wars, Inception of Archaeology, Death Wand Wars, Continuations, 
past casualties, diamond shot eyes, light crashes, lead lightning, massacres, First Nations marred by the agony terrors of annihilation, neath a red earth. We have died many times for all of our fallen ones. We shall die many more. We are clay. We are earth. We are smoke, old abalone. We are the stones that lead into the harvest path. We are bone shards, sacred stones once again made sharp. And we have come home again. Are you in the chat room by any chance? No. So, uh, Sean says, Sean Liebel says, Soldier Blue is incredible, and George Wiley says, he paints a morbid but enigmatic wall of fine words. He won't let us go unpunished for our sins against the first Americans. And where was there? There was something else. I scrolled off. I missed it. You got some great comments in the chat room. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for that. I do my best with what I've been given. Well, it's a gift to all of us. You know, I'm just, you know, I I think about that a lot sometimes, you know, everything that you and I have been through as friends, as writers, as poets, uh, what we've been through in life, um, it's it's just pretty it's pretty amazing, you know, looking back at where we were and where we are now and the things that I see you do and the things that I'm you know, the growth that I've seen in you and the direction I've seen in you and the, the ups and downs and it's just it's just phenomenal. You know, it's it's incredible. I don't know where I was no, going with I'm, that, but besides to say that well, you're talking about <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. I'm just thankful that I've survived a lot of it. I wasn't. There were times when I wasn't so sure about that. It's like, I don't know about all of this. <laughs> you know. uh, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Craziness. All right, my yeah. love, do me a favor. Tell everyone You're, how they can come find oh, you. I was going to I was gonna ask you, do I have time for one more shorty? Oh, let's see. Or not. Yeah, we're still doing two. Okay. This is uh, called Twilight Dimming. Into the twilight dimming, said I. Hands down on the dirt, cracked earth, still streaming, warm with a heaving breath. You know. Dawn, the moment of birth and sunlight, doggone. What did you think was going to happen? Gasoline. When you chanced upon some unbroken bones and the promise of a dream, parodies and petroglyphs, ages, beauty from the old ones, beans, corn, squash, sustenance, songs of moonlight, corn silk prayers, ribbons of silvered first medicine, all water. Water is life, starlight and sun. But see, dancing upon their skins, on 
Ye Yes, the fair countenance of the three sisters, wolf bones, the resonation of sound, Jean, trees that shiver in the wind, the hollow voice of us all, the act of aching drench, the green leaf growth, blackened groves of twisted oaks of sacred intent, Jean Sagiva. Roots to bitter bark, Kinha. Echoes of clarity, a smothering ages of sorrow. Bado Gike. We bury our relations with us, so it seems. We have forgotten where we left the flowers of our seeds to be mated with ash. We become careless in the dims of the vanishing twilight. You were my death. See, I fought for all things of being. We're thrown in the, with forethought and divining sight, sunshine and light, Dagonska. Gray smoke, we reclaim with Dasi. Oh, yes, cornstalk fires, Bedze. Stained, gleaming residence as golden as the eastern field of horizon. The eagle promised daybreak. Stones make for sacred conversation. The trees remember from whose seed I arose many years in dust and blood. And I awake. Starburst, light, incandescent, I dimming fled, now I am, and seek the dancing earth, hands drawn upon dirt, shaking earth, I am I, nonke, ubehi, and peace. Phenomenal. That was absolutely incredible, hon. Thank you. Appreciate You're very that. welcome. And you can find me at Rafe Wild, uh, so uh, Facebook, and in parentheses underneath Rafe Wild, you'll see Soldier Blue, and that's me. There you have Rafe it. Rafe Wild, Facebook, go find him. All right, hon, <laughs> great job. Appreciate it so much. I just love your name, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, you know, it's like it's kind of funny just to say it even. <laughs> Rafe Wild. Well, there you and go. I'm picturing the 70s porn stash, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Soldier Blue, great job, honey. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Oh, Thank yeah. You, and as always, I appreciate the platform for this form of expression. Oh, we appreciate you. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We have 219, 216, and 903. That's where you're coming up in the lineup. So let's go ahead and grab 219. 219, are you there? Hello, Brother O. It is so good to hear from you, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. What you got for us tonight, my love? Uh, this is a 
form is called Brother or United Side Social at all. He gets more careful when he chooses as his friends and associates. Even my own familiar friends, who I trust, who ate my bread, has lifted up and still against me. Psalm 41 and 9. Let's clear the air, let's clear the air about a very mystic, common misconception about Brother O. That is solely based upon a very false and inaccurate perception. I'm not, and I repeat, not an anti-social brother. No, I'm unapproachable. I'm just that type of brother very careful who I choose as my friends and associates both on Facebook and in real life. One of the harshest lessons that I have learned about friends during my nearly 44 years of existence on this planet named Earth. Friend is a word that is used in the wrong way. And it's a misconstrued, a misinterpreted term. Based on Facebook. In reality, the majority of us spend time as many acquaintances that we have real friends in our circle. And we've all had so called best buddies for life and best friends forever. Turn on the trades like Judas sold out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and other ulterior motives. I don't care what your race is, what your skin complexion is, what your ethnic background is, what your disability is, what your physical appearance is, what your age is, what your socioeconomic class is, what your religion is, or what your sexual orientation is. I'm more concerned about the content you care than what's inside your spirit and what we share in common. Regardless of the fact of whether you're one of my family members, either related to me by blood or marriage, one of my old classmates from high school or college, the other people I went to school with, one of my fellow poets, writers, and authors, one of my fellow brothers and sisters in the church. I'm more interested in the quality of my friendships and relationships instead of the quantity of them. Here are the questions that I consider when I choose my friends and associates. What do we have in common despite our differences? Do we share common ideas, values, morals, interests, and goals? And I trust you in my life, or do I need to watch your move, every move closely? And I build and chill with you, or do I need to keep you out of this? Are you legitimately interested in being our friend, or are you more interested in being something that's in the Are you real about friendship, or are you just trying to see how you can benefit from me from your own personal gain? Are you that true soul that stands in my corner or just a slim shady shade with two legs? Are you legit by having my back and looking out for me? Are you a smiling face just waste opportunity to stab me in the back after I went out of my way to lend you a helping hand? 
My dear brothers and sisters, you got to be more careful and observant of who you choose as your friends and associates for these reasons. Some people are only part of your life as long as things are going smoothly. But I call fair-weather friends. That's some people in your life just to take advantage of and use you for their personal gain and ulterior motives. Some people are only in your life when it's time to eat. Some people who have the propensity to change over time, they can transform from your best friend to your worst enemy. Some people pretend to be cool with you at first and then violence gives you two colors to you to expose them as fraud. Well, some people will hate on you for your accomplishments and achievements. Some people will play upon your weaknesses and exploit them. Some people will smile in your face and sing your praises and turn around and stab you in the back. The key more lessons to take away from this poem, you become exactly like the people who you choose to associate and establish friendships with. If you hang out with smart people, you end up with smart friends. If you hang out with millionaires, you end up becoming a millionaire. If you hang around positive people, you end up having a positive attitude. If you hang out with ignorant, stupid people, you're going to end up with ignorant, stupid friends. If you hang out with broke people, you end up being broke yourself. If you hang out with negative people, you're going to end up with a negative attitude. The birds of the feather fly together in time. You know, I'm listening to that piece, and it's, it's. I think that you should do, you should write a book, and it should be, the title of it should be Life According to Brother O. You know, um, and I'm sitting there listening to that, and I'm thinking about, you know, as you're reading through it, how they say that a man is a product of his actions. And I don't necessarily believe that that's true. I think a man is a product of his reactions. You know, everyone can strive to do the right thing, but when there's a load of crap thrown at you, I think that the test of a man is more how he reacts in the face of that than trying to walk through and do everything, you know, walking through life and being a great person. You know, it's how you react to life, the way you react to things when they don't go well, the way that you react. You know, I think that's the true test of a man or the true test of a person. And I really got that message while I was listening to you read that. Great job tonight, Brother O. Uh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. Do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, for those of you who are not connected with me on Facebook, I can be found on the Omar Brother O Gathering. As always, thank you for, for your support every week on the Sweet Jesus Cafe. Very cool. All right, sweetie. Fantastic job. Thank you so much. Welcome. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week, love. I'll be back next week. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. I'm on the air. Yay! Hey, air. Mama. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing okay. I'm just 
it went crazy because I couldn't figure where my hand was up or down or whatever. Because I, I, I told you from the beginning of the show, but I was in the car and I pushed the button. So what I wanted you to do is give me this information on the uh, workshop that um, on the on the uh, Are you on, do you have us on speakerphone or something, Mama? It, it's you sound so. I mean, I can hear you. But you sound so far away. Okay. Um, is this Are we on speaker? Uh, is this better? That's way better. Thank you. Okay. Let me just get right into it because I know you got people there. But I was just saying I wanted that information. If you could send me the links to the uh, Amtrak and the other one that you have to um, fill out the forms to get to uh, that's up in the mountains, send, send it or either post it on your page. And I'm going to read um, – what do y'all want to hear? Because I'm not in this chat room. Do you want to hear upliftment <laughs> or do you want to hear political? I'm talking about these scallywags. What do you want to hear? Oh, see, I was going to pick the uplifting one, but then you said the word scallywags. And, you know, <laughs> how can I say no to a scallywag? Okay, well, I'm going to do the scallywags first. We'll leave on a positive note. This is called a pawn in the game. A laughing stock, a pawn in the game, a setup. When you take a check, he has put all his boys in the game. Americans, we the people are now their rival game. They have put a dunce up front for a front. While in the background, another aim is brewing different flavors in the plot. Thickens and may continue to fruition if we don't do something. See, their evil plans can only be accomplished with your permission. He'll cause the wicked out from the shadows. Billionaire rulers, Walmart, Cup brothers, and a select bunch of strangers and the big money changers responsible for children missing. All other atrocities of this century committed by them. And only we can stop them. Body parts corralled by the likes of a Rothschild and those who sanction sex with a child. Lastly, but not least, his final heart did not start. And the other treacherous fools that rule behind the scenes are calling the shots. Building underground cities on vacant lots. Don't let them do it. Expose them. It is we who are still connected that will cause the final shot. We be the fastest on the draw. We who have knowledge of being obedient to the universal law. Poet, we must make the truth known and make it plain. Tell it as quickly as possible so that the snares and pitfalls set by those who serves evil's purpose and seeks the ruination of souls is their goal. War, power, and control, it is the greatest harvest of human souls because so many are called and so few are chosen. Step it up. This is a war for the minds of men. They who spew only half truths. Is worse than the one who tells the whole lie. 
poet must make make it known. Poet must make the truth known as quickly as possible. That's how we stop them. We seek and we find anything else is asinine to we who tell the truth. He promised that if we did this, the knowledge of the truth would set us free. Incredible, Mama. Okay, that's the. I love the. the uh, I love your your <laughs> esoteric, not so esoteric, descriptives in there. You know, you're really you're Thank really you. good at hiding the truth in plain sight. Is that the best way to say it? <laughs> that's that's really cool. Thank you. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Thanks. If I okay, was a, if you one. if you were to write a book and I was to ever write something about your writing to put on the back of a book that would definitely have to be in my description is as that uh, well, she hides the well, truth in plain sight. You better send it to me because um, it's it's coming along. People from Microsoft and remoting in and helping me with the word process word document. But I'm almost there, and I promise I'll get it on the. Um, sales rack uh, before I leave the planet. I'm still working <laughs> hard on it. So, yeah, so just go ahead. And I'm right there with you. If you want to All right, so just go ahead and send the. Because uh, definitely, you know, you will be uh, put right in the front there. So this is called. Uh, this is the one I wrote when I was about, I think, 17 years old, and I went back and revisited it. <laughs> you know, I always have a problem saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't have no. Play. I don't have no breaks on the end. I don't have any breaks on the end of my edits and essays. Okay, here we go. I edit. I did an edit on this one. And I think I wrote it when I was a teenager. It goes like a minute to smile and an hour to weep in, and that is life. Mount up your blessings where they will count. Don't borrow against your blessed assurance. That is your insurance. An hour, a minute against the eternal, wagering earthly seconds against your forever for a moment of pleasure that could never amount to the price you'll pay when you bankrupt your afterlife account. All is at stake as you realize you're worth too late, that there's always forever to be endeavored, and never shall we weep evermore. In peace. You know, sometimes you read a piece like that, and again, I say hiding the the truth in plain sight, but I, I really think that you missed your calling not being like having the church of mama. You know, you, you should you should have been, you should have had the church of mama and been on a pulpit. Well, that's because I'm not. I can see you doing that. I'm not a churchy person. I'm basically like a spiritual type person. Mm-hmm. Just exactly. You to be spiritually connected, but I mean, I don't do like preaching. I'm just saying what's happening because you see what they're doing. I mean, people act like they're going to be here forever. Like they're not going to have a price to pay for this foolishness. And that's why I read the first one first. But I sent mm-hmm. you a poem in your inbox about um, about my daughter, Kai. And somebody sent yeah. a picture of her. And I, and, uh, I was listening to TED Talks. And I, I I want you to see that poem, so I sent it to you because it's so funny and it's so cute. Yeah, and I so saw it posted on your page too. 
Okay, well, I sent you your own little copy of it because I was listening to TED Talk, and um, one of these guys, he's on Facebook too, he was just saying when somebody leaves you and goes into the next realm or wherever they left to go to, uh, try to remember something about them that is just unusual that you could really write about. And so her friend um, sent me the picture of Kai laughing like that, and she laughed. She always laughed till she cried, till it hurt. <laughs> she never just like laughed like he, you know. She said he, he, she wasn't tickled, but if you tickle that girl, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna see tears coming down. She's gonna be all ugly in the face, and so I just love this picture. And so then that's when I wrote the little poem about it when Kai laughed and. Uh, I'd have sent you your own copy. Okay, baby girl, I shall see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> All right, Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for sharing those tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Mama. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Turn right, then. Hello, Nilo. This is Eric Nelson, Manley Shulman. How are you doing? I hear your GPS in the background. Yeah, I'm traveling. <laughs> We're always traveling. How you doing, Eric? It's good to hear from you. <laughs> doing good. Yeah. Good to hear you from you, too. Sorry I've been in and out, but... I know you have a life. We're here when you need phone. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And thank you. <laughs> You're well, not got, life. Are you okay. Guys, yeah. Yeah, we all got lives. Right? There we mm-hmm. go. <laughs> Except for me, one I or just two do tonight. nothing but sit here and wait for you guys to show up on Thursdays. <laughs> right. It's like it's like what your you got, uh, honey? Huh? That's your uh, like spiritual uh, experience, huh? It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I got two, uh, one's a uh, jokey one, and it's actually based on uh, an actual event that happened to me, and I'll explain that later. And then the other one is more personal. So, All right. You ready? I am. All right. You got beef is what it's called. You got beef? You got beef. Hell yeah, I got beef and chicken and mutton and pork and turkey and pheasant and rabbit and alligator and crocodile. You got beef? Hell yeah, I got beef and chicken. Which one do you want for the barbecue? That's the end piece. <laughs> I want the alligator. There you go. I used to live in Houston on Highway 6 in the area called Bear Creek, and there was a restaurant I used to go to. Uh, called. I worked at a little bar. I was bartending at a place called Grabbers. No, it was not a girly bar. It was just that was the name <laughs> of the bar, Grabbers. Um, and right. there was a restaurant right next door that used to serve alligator tail called Thibodeau's. And oh my God, it is like the most amazing thing I've ever had. And I had my. Uh, we would get because we're right there on the highway. The you know working crews and stuff like that would come in and and uh, you know the guys would come in after work and got to know my regulars, so I'd, whatever they drank, I'd take the bottles, because it was Houston, right? So I'd take their bottles of beer and right. I'd shove them down in the ice. So when they came in and I saw <laughs> them, I could grab their beer out of the ice, so it was like ice freaking cold, and they saw me grab their right. beer out of the ice and hand it to them. And, you know, so 
I, I started getting kind of spoiled. They would I, they would stop before they came in, and you know I'd be sitting there and have like three to go boxes of alligator tail because they'd bring me an alligator because I knew I loved it. And so it was it was a, it was an awesome time in my life. Thank you for uh, That's awesome. making me think about that with your alligator meat. <laughs> <home>. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so I got uh, I got one more too, but uh, so basically. Why I wrote that was it was a joke when I was in the Navy. I had several people ask me if I had beef. And whenever you say, well, it's kind of slang, but most people, when they say you got beef, that means they're mad at you or you're mad at them for some reason. And so I made a, a joke, and I used to tell them that I had both chicken and barbecue, or ch- both chicken and beef, you know, <laughs> or having, and I'm having a barbecue later, you know. Mm-hmm. So you should stop by, and it would it would really piss them off. So, and I just thought it was funny. So, and so then cheeky. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna put it to a poem." So, well, great job. What's your second one, hun? All right, my second one is called "Finding My Balance." So, there we go. You ready? Mhm. Right. Finding my balance. Always finding myself with myself my head's voices over nonsenses as doubt triumphing over belief, indulgence triumphing over abstinence, anger triumphing over happiness, arrangement triumphing over merriment, manic depression triumphing over euphoria, post-traumatic stress disorder triumphing over certainty, existential angst triumphing over purposeful meaning, failure, feeling triumphing over successful feeling, Lost without guidance, feeling something, triumphing with guidance, belief, meaning, and understanding, hating on and attacking everything and everyone, whenever neither one ever attacked or hated on me first, learning never to initiate battles or fights that I can't win because it's my time's waste, learning to embrace opportunism instead of pessimistic learning to find my balance in my life's everything, learning to not let my ego, id, biases, and emotions get in the way, get in my way while creating anything and, and writing my poetry, learning to find my middle ground of writing for myself and showcasing to my readers, learning to feel right for myself and only post and publish reader-worthy poems, learning to not go out of my way in order to be offensive, controversial, vulgar, obscene, absurd, racy, and or explicit in my poetry, learning not to let everything enrage me to the point of blowing up like an atomic bomb and always ranting and venting about them in my poetry, learning to see that I can't solve and prevent our today's world problems learning to enjoy all things no matter their size and worth, learning to compromise with my readers, learning that I was wrong to only write for myself, learning to be open-minded whenever it comes to everything and anything in my life, learning to find and make my happiness, learning to find and create my purpose, learning to find and create so much more than above. That's it. Awesome. Incredible job, Eric. Do me a favor, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can come find you. All right. Hang on one second. 
Let me get it up. Let me get the. I got I got a new blog and I actually deleted my YouTube videos and I also deleted my old blog too. So, but uh, anyways, it is. Um, you can find me at H. It's my. It's a personal blog. It's on WordPress now, not not uh, Google Plus. It's a uh, H T T P S colon slash slash Eric's Poetry dot WordPress dot com. That's where you can find me. I got a few. I think about five or six poems up right now. So I'm still trying to figure out what to post and what not to post. So. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. I'm glad you were able to get in tonight. And uh, it's really good to well, hear thank- from you. Well, thank you so much, Nyla. Thanks for the platform and everything you do for us. And, uh, yeah, it was great being back. I'll try to be back next Thursday. just depends what I'm doing. So, thank you, hon. If I'm busy or not. So, but <laughs> thanks right, so much. Right. You're welcome. And have a good one. You All too. Right. Bye-bye. All right, right. our next caller, I'm actually going to give the next three callers, and then I want to let area code 757-201-971 and 256 know that if you've not read yet and you want to come on on the air and read, press 1, that's 757-201-971 and 256. If you guys have not read yet, or if you want to come on the air and read, uh, you need to press 1 so that I know that you want to come on because none of you are in the lineup right now. 575-201-971 575-201-971 and 256. Press 1 if you'd like to come on. All right, and 971, I got you. See you there. Okay, so our next three callers are going to be area code 202-919 and our Skype caller. There we go. Yep, that's what we got. All right, next caller, 202, you are on the air. 202, are you with me? I'm with you. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I think Gina Stone's with me. I don't know if she's still here or not. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I needed to mute uh-huh. my TV before I muted my phone. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Hello, my little lovebirds. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Having a hard time hearing you, Gina. We're doing all right tonight. Thank you. There there you go. Now we got you. Awesome. So what's going on with you guys? What'd you bring? Um, wrote a piece called um one day. Um just um actually um wrote um it was from a piece that she had wrote and when she had read it to me it kinda struck a chord. You know, it was like a really beautiful piece and even though she freestyled so much, you know, to see some stuff that she wrote and, and really, you know, I don't know, I liked it. And I ended up writing something to it, and then, you know, <laughs> we ended up putting it together, so. Yep, we're going to do a collab, and both pieces are titled One Day. So we'll start with his and end with mine. Awesome. Okay. Um one day, the bass that reverberates with every sound that I make will be no more. 
Just thoughts scattered about and mentioned quotes on a slick line I once written. One day my metaphors will cease to exist. And the matter in which I use double speed choice will be scattered like papers tattered in a distance. Lost disgust with half dry eyes accompanying vibes like you remember that one time that he scripted that piece of Coretta? So gifted that you all swore that you witnessed it. One day these Similes will cease to exist and render all my past work to faded memories. Even my most blatant word wizardry will be far strong enough to shimmer amongst the stars once I'm far gone. And my words will be phonic rings that are forever falling from fiber octic clouds. And thousands of performances eternally I left laying around. One day I will no longer breathe and that same day my works will forever remain of me. Well, one day. One day, my life will end. My soul, my body, and I will turn to the earth. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. A memory to so many. And poetry for most. One day, I will be planted with seeds. And grow into a tree with limbs stretching, reaching the eyes, no longer having to cry. A body that's free from pain. No lupus fall clouding my brain. I'd finally be free of the body that every day was battling me. So one day, when I am no more, my voice will be silenced, my pen put down. My reign will have ended. I have no new followers, none recently befriended. And one day, someday, we all will die. I never know how, and we never know why. Others will react once we're gone, and we have no idea how that will go. But I am aware that the connections that I have with people are so strong. So I have to give myself to people every day. Lots of me. I like to share intimately. I would love to, as I said previously, live on as a tree so that one day other poets could sit beneath my branches reading my Angelou or Keith, having a cipher or freestyling, spitting fire one day like they were me, but hopefully none too soon in peace. That was incredible, both of you. That was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I love your and I love your references to classic poets under that. You know, when you were talking about sit under your, you know, you want to be the tree, you know, Keats, and that was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was cute. Great right, you guys, both of you. Okay, quick, quick question. I'm sorry. Do we have time for the second one, or I know you, you know, you have a line up. So. Okay, the second one is called W Y D. Oh yeah. Okay. I was part dreaming, part singing when my phone notification started ringing. With medium to low lighting, I see a paragraph minimized just for me. W-Y-Z. I pondered elaborate, funny, intellectual thoughts that were stunning. My brain now in overdrive running the best result after moments of thoughts. Well, nothing. Then with the tears slowly forming in my eyes, I started to realize that we've shortened our phrases so many times that I surmised that we have finally void of lines. What am I doing? I'm missing you. I'm wishing I alone could alter time by means of mine 
and you be forever at my side. And when your day makes you cry, I will simply open both of my arms wide, holding you as I whispered every single line of love that I told to you. I'm tracing the lines of your face with memory and how it glowed when combining with my inner energies. So Trini waving by whichever means of misbehaving that we engaged in. I'm replanting the most beautiful symphony and everything that resulted in that moment of history. With my lips and yours caused such a spark of energy, the shivering comes equipped with the memories. Then we slipped in and out of your thoughts and legs pointing northward as I moved your hips and we connected like parts that were made to be fitted. Awkwardness giving way to me getting drenched. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I'm not really doing much right now. What are you doing? So you're using these initials, W-Y-D, and I'm thinking to myself, what do you think I'm doing? I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm missing you intensely. See, you are the inhale to the exhale every time I need to breathe. You're the downbeat to the upbeat of my heartbeat and the reason that I live. What am I doing? I'm missing you. In that crazy way that I do when we're not together because, like you, I know the calculated distance between you and I, 712.2 miles. And right now, I need to be booking a flight in the friendly skies and on my way to you so that I can be inside the love bubble that we created for just us two. What am I doing? Wondering how did I get so lucky when I know that I'm blessed. Because finally, I have someone who loves me like I love them. And this thing is death. So the long-distance connection that we have feels like there's no space between us. Every time I think of you, I know you're thinking of me, too. What am I doing? The same thing that you're doing. I'm missing you. This keeps case, and I'm just going together with things. That was phenomenal. Now, you guys don't live around each other, correct? No, we live 712.2 miles apart. Point, how many? Yeah, okay. So you guys are never allowed. You're, you guys are never going to, you're going to be those star-crust lovers. You're never allowed to meet, or not meet, but you can meet, but you can never, like, move in with each other. <laughs> You can't because and because your poetry is so amazing and strong and passionate and there's so much longing and love in it that if you guys ever moved in with each other and we're all happy and content, then we'd miss out on the poetry. So you're not allowed to do that. You can't be happy just so we get your longing poems. <laughs> we are absolutely uh, a flight away from each other because I live outside Chicago and he lives in Washington, D.C. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And believe it or not, it's, it's worse when we're together because we we write on on hyperdrive. It's, we're always doing something. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the passion and the love and the amazing words you guys share with us and just for being part of our family. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Tell everyone how to find you guys. You can find us at Facebook on the Cajun Storm. Um, yeah, the Cajun Storm Poetry Hours, Seeking Desire page, as well as the Cajun page and Gina Storm page. 
individually. We can be found together or separately, but we're still us. Incidentally, everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> you also find us on the Storm Skaters page, where um, just more loving and sweet, kind, 712 miles distant poetry love. Um, <laughs> right. On a daily basis. I'm such a bad person. You guys can never be together and be happy because we'll miss your poetry about not being together and loving each other. So you can never do. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be living outside of a suitcase. Exactly. Right. Oh God. We'll have to like fly you away from each other once a month just so we get you know you can you have a weekend to write to each other when you're not there. If you guys are together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Great job, you guys. Love you so much. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. Then we have our Skype caller and then 587. Or 585, I'm sorry. So 919, you are on the air. Yes, good evening, Naira. Good evening. Hello, Grando. How are you? Hey, guys, I just want to let you know we've got 59 minutes left in the show, so I'm going to try to keep my comments down to a minimum so that we can make sure that everybody gets on. And if you're going to read two poems, they can't be long ones. Okay, they have to be like two medium short poems, or you can read one long one because I just want to make sure everybody's able to get on in this last hour. All right. Hi, Granville. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm you. It is awesome to hear from you. I'm doing awesome as well. Okay, okay. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I'm going to do one piece for you. And this piece is called She is Life. Ah, a light approaches. Brief moments of life. I fathom the woman more. Hope in the face of all this aridity and this enchantment. Yoked to her duties, the preservation of men. Life she harbors Life, she cussets. Her glances assures procreation and ever the twain shall meet. There is great power at work here. It is palpable. My sister has always been a wonder to me. Standing aloof, I can see her mind at work. There is something about her I am ignorant of. What secret she harbors, the moving Mind, the endless wonder. There seems no fathoming this. Never the scratch, 
that's for the remedy for each. Standing at the observatory post of life, I observe the affairs of the species, powers hidden within the flesh, scary and exhilarating. This is her task, an endless query, the woman, nations, lives inside her. Thank you. I absolutely love that piece. Do you have that online anywhere? Yeah, I have it. I have it. Uh, if you check out my... Uh Get to Spotify, iTunes. You can listen you, to it, download it. Buy if it. you've got a link for that, can you post the link for that on my page tonight? If, if what? Can you post the link to that on my page tonight? Okay. Okay. I'll I, 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 I come that way right now. Yeah, I'd like to read I'd like to read that again. So if you can send me a copy of it or post a link to it so we can all read it again, I would really like that. Okay? Okay. I will do that. Awesome. All I right, Granville, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Oh, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, most downloading medias mediums. You can find me on on Instagram, Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. And you can hire me, follow me, bookmark me. Don't give up on me. It gets better. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Absolutely loved it. And we'll talk to you next week, hon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Next caller, our international caller, you are on the air. Hi, now. Hey, sweetheart. Uh, How are you doing, honey? I'm still breathing. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy weeks, about I've this. I've got a few pieces. I'm going to let you choose two from the pieces. Uh, we have Performance of a Lifetime, From Daddy to His Princess, A Search for Another Beauty, A Better Man, Chanting Your Heart, I'll let you pick from those titles. <laughs> okay, read them for me one more time, slower. Performance of a Lifetime, From Daddy to His Princess, A Search for Another Beauty, A Better Man, Enchanting Your Heart. Um, let's do Performance of a Lifetime and A Better Man. Okay. I'll start it was with a performance, performance of a lifetime, right? Yeah, I'll start with that one. I, I actually wrote yeah. this for a piece, uh, this piece for a friend that was starting a, a dance studio up, and she wanted a piece for the wall of her dance studio, but it never managed to come to fruition. Um, you take to the stage. 
telling your story, caring not what the audience thinks, as it's not like they know me, feeling your emotions flow, bearing your heart to the world, captivating the crowd as your story to them is told, each movement you make an extension of your soul, once you hear the music playing, your heart just takes control. When the dance is finished, you hear applause of such rapture. Without saying a word, their hearts you did capture. End piece. That was phenomenal. You know, and it's, it's you know, we talk about, you know, as poets, we try to do with our words what an artist does with a paintbrush, right? Yeah. You know, we try to do we try to do we try to do what a yeah we do try to do with words what an artist does with a paintbrush. Imagine being a dancer and trying to do with your body what we do with words. It's incredibly difficult. Mhm. Well, yeah, so when the, you you watch someone dance and you that. have that emotional reaction to it, you know, just just think about that. You know, when you watch someone dancing and it just it's, in, you know, they're they're trying to do with their body the movements of their body what we do with words. It's crazy. It's it's amazing. So I have a lot of respect for dancers. As do I. I mean, what she was trying to do was incredible. She was trying to make it so that even disabled people could go along to the dance studio. And she would have been the only person teaching wheelchair dancing, things like that, in the entire country of Wales. But wow. unfortunately, the grants fell through and she couldn't follow through with it. Hmm. But now I'll move on to the other piece, A Better okay. Love. I put on the brakes, feel my heart torn apart. My only wish now. It's for a fresh start. I spend all my nights alone and confused, looking into the mirror at my body, battered and bruised, unable to stop myself thinking that I made it this way, or of how it gets worse with each passing day. But all that I know, and all that I am, are unfulfilled attempts to become a better man. And peace. Absolutely fantastic! Great job on both of those. I'm glad I. I mean, I'm I'm sure all of them were good. I'm glad I picked those because I love them. But now you have to come read all the other ones too. Oh, I'll be back with the others. It's just uh, <laughs> things have been a bit difficult recently because I know get, I trying know. to get on in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, whenever you can be here, we appreciate you. Just know that. Thank you very much for having me every time. You're welcome, honey. All right. Tell everyone how to find you again. I can be found on Facebook. It's Callum Kennedy Hume. And on Twitter, uh, at Kennedy Hume. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. Hope you can be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 585-585. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, this hey, is Sean. Sean. How are you, how are sweetheart? You? Uh, pretty good. How are you? 
I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Thank you for being here tonight. Oh, uh, and, and thank you for being here too. Um, <laughs> okay, so this all right. This one is um called. Power to the people. Power to the people. Even if they can only see evil, I am the power before the physical. I like to think of the people as the ones that are the infinite consciousness of all that God, Source, Allah, uh, any identity you want to call it, or verb, or noun, or anything that source of it giving the power before the physical. Never ever label people as only financial because the power is derivative of everything that they have. You see, I am all if I am reaching what is beyond my limited sight of corporation appeasing. Even the damn term comes from the body corps. And so, what are you reaching? Power to the people, you see? Because we aren't separated, we're connected as we are aging. It doesn't work if we don't think so, because peace wouldn't be that way if you didn't have power. Power internally is central to yourself. And you see, the heart speaks indigenously, just like the native elders always tell me. Because the power is with the people and with the earth and the waters of everything that are that is there. Awareness of spirit is knowledge, so hear it. This includes everything that is in any book on the planet. A poet can tell you this, yes? Put it all together. Power to the people. The logic is there. Power to the people. Is there the humility, the incredulity, the knowledge of self completely beyond just the body? It is consciously intelligently the power of the people not just 
inside the of the people but outside of them as well coming into them spaciously power to the people of infinite possibility infinite possibility that's right the power is there power to the people power to them and I love the line in there where you said coming into you spaciously that mm-hmm. that whole that whole and that that whole segment of the the ending of the poem there, I just thought that the whole it just it's like I don't know it was amazing great piece Sean. I was it was I was editing I was like almost editing something as I was reading something else from it was an old poem of mine but I. <laughs> I was kind of like adding to it as I as I was reading from that. I'm like, oh, I don't like some of those lines, so I just like, <laughs> threw I in just, a new one. <laughs> I just threw another one, like I was adding other ones. Oh, you are so awesome! I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, as all right. Um, well. <laughs> you can find me on um, scribs. dot com slash skl two thousand and twelve, um, and you can find Nyla on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, speak, and in this show is the Speakeasy Cafe. Not to be uh, misconstrued. With um, prohibition, um, it's not does have nothing to do with it. People, it's nothing to do with it. Just a speakeasy cafe. Do you know what's <laughs> really funny? For a long is, time. you know, the show's been on the air for twelve years. We've had the speakeasy forever, right? The town yeah. that I live in right now has a business called the Speakeasy, and it's the gay bar. It's oh, where wow. it's where That's all of our great. beautiful cross-dressing. <laughs> Angels go, and it's awesome. I mean, you've not lived until you've had, gone there on a New Year's Eve. I'm telling you. So it's That's our it's funny. our queen bar, you know. And so I'll go into a grocery store or something like that, or I'll go into a business, and they're getting my information. And they say, "Can we get your uh, <laughs> can we get your email, please?" And I say, "Yes, that's speakeasycafe at gmail dot com." And they look at me really oh, funny and say, wow. "No, not that speakeasy." <laughs> and they say, "Huh, sure, lady, or whatever you are." <laughs> And they start looking at me really close for an Adam's apple, and it's like, and I just sit there and I, you know, hitch my drawers and walk out. <laughs> it's awesome. well, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, at least they're, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. funny. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right, Sean. Well, tell everyone how to find you yep. again, hun. Um, scribs.com/skl2012. I'm on. Facebook, Sean Liebel, um and the Purity of the Flow dot WordPress dot com and 
I, I am the solution and SoundCloud. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Sean, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you for being here. Yep. Have a great night. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 910. 910, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you? I'm all right. I met this most incredible, talented poet, artist tonight at a coffee shop. Um, oh, yeah? I, oh, gosh. I'll tell you what. Okay, so I think I'm brilliant. You know, and I give myself a little leeway. But this motherfucker was so incredibly intelligent. He drew me a picture within like 20 minutes. It's just an extraordinary faces, and it's a it's a tree of life in uh, in a demonic phaseology. I, I I can't even explain it. I, I I was like, I was so encaptured by our conversation. I mean, when you run up on somebody like that. You just go, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Amazing. It's awesome when you meet somebody that can just connect and inspire you, and you you just feel that. Well, feel that with. Um, yeah, it's it's like uh, I know I got talent, but when you're sitting in front of somebody that's like thirty times more brilliant than you, you just gotta bend, you know. Yeah, it's just the dude. Um, his name is um, his name is uh, Christopher Compel. I just added him to my Facebook page. Just a brilliant dude. Um, uh, amazing. I, I mean, to draw the the significant um, intricacy of this this piece that he drew for me, like within twenty thirty minutes, while we're talking, no less, he's talking. I mean, literally carrying on a conversation that's brilliant. I just, you know, just like, you know, it, this isn't shit like, you know, you read out in the newspaper. This is like, you know, we're talking about Kurak and, you know, and uh, I mean, just amazing stuff. And while he's talking, he's drawing. How do you do that? How does somebody have that kind of flavor? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah, kind of like your cross dressers. <laughs> you gotta love cross dressers. You know why? Because they flare up, and you know they put they work they put work into that stuff. You know, I mean, they just go out. They don't. They they just don't go out there and heal. They they got it all together. You know, I mm-hmm. love my wife uh, Kim. Okay. Um, we used to go to uh, our gay bars just because it was like, well, she was a, she's a, she's a cosmetologist, right? Or she, yeah, I think she still is. But um, uh, we we used to go to gay bars because she had gay friends, you know. And so we'd go there, and it, it was just extraordinary to see, you know, they kind of, because uh, uh, they would like they they would do like. Uh, you know, stage acts and stuff like that. This we're, we're talking in Wichita, Kansas, okay, in the middle of nowhere, where the Bible Belt is like. You know, if if you're 
on the wrong side of the page, you know, the Bible will be mm-hmm. down, that kind of stuff, you know. But uh, still love that girl to this day, you know. But yeah, God, I love people. You gotta love I life. I do. I love that everybody's different. Yeah. And amazing and just <sighs> such wonderment. Curiouser and curiouser, as Alice would say. So All right, Glenn, what did you bring us, darling? <laughs> what's your email? <laughs> I want to post it to the Arabic world. Yeah, gay girl. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's already out there now. I Yeah, I just, I just wrote it out. I sent it to Iraq and Syria and, you know, yeah. Awesome. There's some great writers over there. We'll get some of them on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) When when life throws you, Glenn, what do you do? (laughs) You just fold back. You you fold. You you know what? You never fold up. You just fold back and you just like, you know, you put your hands together and you pray, you know. (laughs) And I'm not one for prayer, but, you know. Lately, I, I, I think I've drifted towards, you know, this mentality that, you know, sometimes you don't ever understand everything, so you just got to go with it, you know. You got to give life leniency, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you hear this music in balcony? It's really super low. Okay, good, because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, in a restaurant, and I'm getting ready Yeah, it to, doesn't, it isn't interfering at all. Okay, so uh, uh, are you like uh, are you like plugged up, or how many how many pieces can I read? You can do two, but they got to be kind of short. Okay, well, you know, you know me and the way I read. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I I write I write in five minutes. And I read in three. So we'll say that. <laughs> Go ahead, then. <laughs> All right. Hold on, get ready to do this. I gotta find this piece. Oh, here we are. Uh uh-uh. uh. Damn, I can't find it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's coming. <laughs> By this time, come tomorrow, next day, I'll be rid of myself. I got to fix her. A golden gun watch my back. Wings when I walk. I got protection. Feels like heaven. Hell doubled up. Nobody loves me. I could care less. I got ink. It'll make you read twice. I'm the perfect criminal. Yours faithfully. She thinks she's crazy about me. What she doesn't realize is I got demons residing deep under my skin. Triple that by 24 times 48. I'm evil. As fuck. Angel pull back, Sam, on the road to hell. Won't even give me the time of day. They don't know the street I walk daily. They're just punks on steroids. Go ahead. Point a gun in my direction. I'll scoop it out of your hand. If it's chambered, I might catch a bullet or two or a life sentence. If it goes in your favor, you might not drop dead. Because without thinking twice, I'm going to pull the trigger. Flip that safety off. There it goes. Boom. I'll probably give you too much privilege. Holler and run. Shoot me cold. Either way, I'll hunt you like a rat in a cage. 
Where are you going to hide? I got heaven on my side. Angels would dick me to the third eye. Dream like it's monoscope. Food a Hollywood and Clint Eastwood flip over my ship. They can't ride it out. I'm damn well evil as evil can get. Listen up. I'm as golden as God wants. I'm your magic wand to say. I got a whip and twist from a fork, brass knuckles formed with angel wings, bones from skeletons, sharp as a double rage as I've no need to carry a gun. I know exactly where your dirt gain is. Bleeds out, delivers death or life. Spend on it if I'm evil as fuck. Or if I'm depicted as your savior. Touche. It's called Touche. My name is Glenn Still. Man, that was powerful as hell. That was incredible. Go ahead and go to your second piece left. Do you have it ready? Sick, actually. Yeah. It, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let me find this little piece. Um, this one is uh, something. That, so I wrote both these like within the last twenty-four. Um, so hold on. I don't want to keep your time. And I know I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it handy? Are you gonna be able to pull it up? Oh no, no, it's it's handy. I just all, all my stuff is like, you know, I, I don't I don't like I, I have only got one place where I go to right now is is Facebook. Okay, here it is. I'm I'm going to do something I don't normally do. Um, this piece is called So High. Okay. All right. Here we go. You're getting pissed at me, aren't you? You're like he's taking up my time. <laughs> no, you're fine. Go. In the end, when you saw it coming, sent me dreams kept. Sent me dreams cupcake enveloped in love. Could have gave me a million dollars. I just didn't want it. Please move me to the next boy in line. You got right. In your flesh, fake as it is, like this. Rock that. Tell the girl who's interested in me to step back. Insinuate. You will do damage. Knock me out. Put me to sleep. Like breast musings. Sepulous. Radio for the suffering. Belgium, we smoke hashes. Damn girl, get in the world, get blistered. I got caught in a spider web, you spitting silk. My constitution, K Street, the spot. Rework my identity, don't touch me. If you do, I know you won't mean it. Sit me. Into a cop list. Sure me. I'm probably protected. Slip me under your lingerie. Dope me up with a finger. From inside. Your bleeding heart. Got your scent in my nostril. Tell me where to go. Who to shoot. I got dead bodies behind me. 
I'm not for hire. Who are you? I have a couple more. It's just a license kill. Fuck James Bond. Pierce Bronson. Fuck the planet. I got a 9mm one clip. If I accept this mission, I'll self-destruct in five seconds. Gonna save you first. Won't run out of ammunition with seconds left. Countdown. Security clock. I got time. 30 in. Drug dealer time. I'll be there when I get there. No doubt I'll save the world. Stop burning up my phone. I'm on dope time. Call in a second. Have him bring me an elbow. I'll feed you like you fed me. Break the ice between us. After we get lazy, we'll do an interview. Please don't touch me. And that's where on TMZ. This is called So High. And my fucking name is Glenn Still. Man, that was dark wicked. Great job, Glenn. All right, get to your next customer. (laughs) (laughs) You want to tell everyone how to find you, honey? Yeah, they know how to find me. Google him, you guys. He's everywhere. Glenn Still. Thank you, Glenn. I'll talk to you next week, Glenn. Love you, girl. Bye, honey. Love you, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 971. 971, you're on the air. Good evening. Hello, uh, sweetie. I'm How are you? Victor. Um, I have uh, just a couple pieces here. One person is very short. Okay. It's called Life. Living is gathering material about what to write. Life, the masterpiece, is easy, full of juicy tidbits for the pen. Living through it, heavenly hell. Adds flavor to every pot. And each plot. But remember, life's like licking honey from a fish hook. Simple as that. Licking honey from a fish hook? That's incredible. (laughs) I love that. That's quite an image, isn't it? It really is. I've never done it myself, but uh, (laughs) last time I looked at a fish hook, I said, I'm not going to try. No, no, no. <laughs> that was a great line. Okay, you said you're going to read two, baby. Yeah, I got, I got one. It's a little okay. bit longer, but it won't, it's not that. I know you're pressed for time. No, go longer ahead. Longer than sorrow. Faster than love fades is longer than sorrow. Midnight train without destination, full of fools who bought the tickets. Drinking cognac and cold coffee till dawn. Fingers stained with tobacco smoke, blown on breeze from half-open window. Or aging whore nods in partial slumber, smiling. Holding sleep at bay, perusing past bedroom confidences. Stirring ephemeral glimpses of infinity. Longings left unfulfilled, selling love. One thing that should not be for sale. All trying to buy it anyway. Thousand tears are not enough. One too many. Love the heartbreaker, ravager of innocence. We, imperfect, reaching for perfection, afraid of it. 
We ruin it all. Faster than love fades is longer than sorrow. Good. That was a phenomenal piece, the entire thing, all the way through. I love the I love the part where you said um, too many, what was that, too many, or 10,000 tears, 10,000, or 1,000 thousand tears, tears, not enough, one too many. One too many, yeah. Seems I mean, that's, that's, just, that's the way it goes. It, it's just incredibly written. That that line, and, and I, I love lines that surprise me. You know, I'm always talking about yeah. you know, when you when you're writing a poem, and, write and it in a way that's, that's surprising, that catches the ear. You do that very well. Mm-hmm. You are phenomenal at that. Well, I, I I've been writing for 50 years, <laughs> and uh, I, I started writing when I got out of Vietnam just to hold the demons in abeyance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it 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 kept me alive, and I. Thought, well, this is kind of fun. I can I'll just keep on doing it. So I've been doing it ever since. Well, I'm really glad that you were able to get in tonight and share that with us. That was just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, me too. I have one more little short one if, if, I, if I have time. Okay. This is called Voices in Wine. Voices in Wine whisper old melodies. Come to life when uncorked bottle breathes its first since sealed. Concord of irrepressible harmony, bouquet of earth, flavor of paradise, tunes of sunshine, cool nights, tells tales of inebriated quaffs with perfect clarity. After second bottle, no hypocrites here, heard our slurred truths as voices in wine exhort a certain divinity to reverie beyond imputations of the sober. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. All right, baby, you need to do me a favor and tell everybody how they... uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. What were you saying? I said I'm glad that I was able to catch you this evening. I I, uh, just got on here today for the first time. Well, I'm really glad that you're here and that you shared, and I cannot wait. I sincerely cannot wait to hear bunches more from you. So okay. just, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, Tell everyone how they can the find you so they can I come can over and found Okay, yeah. Is Facebook under Victor Claude Pertel. I have, uh, I don't know, two or 300 poems in my notes, um, and I probably published at least one every day so it'd be funny to read and uh, think about that's what it's all about I think I just pulled up your page look how dapper you are say again I said I just pulled up your page look how dapper you are hey uh, you live in Portland dapper. you live in Portland uh-huh. huh. yeah. I'm your neighbor where, where I'm are just you? down south of you in Salem Salem. Oh, well, how do you do there, neighbor? How do you do, neighbor? Yeah. Good to meet you. <laughs> you too. All right. Have so great job, evening. baby. And uh, yeah. please do call back next week and share more with us. It was a real treat. All right. So our next caller comes from area code. 
I want to let area code 201 know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on, please press 1. I'll be able to get you on. Our next caller I am so happy to see comes from area code 608608. You're on the air. Hey. Hey, Mr. Stranger. How are you? I am doing wonderful, sweetheart. It is so damn good to hear from you. Sorry, I missed last week. My nose is clogged. Yeah, better. I got wicked flu a week ago Tuesday. That's not good. You will not believe where I am. Pardon me? I I am not a hermit today. Who are you? I'm in a parking lot in Colorado. You're in a parking lot in Colorado? Yep. And I have been what are you doing there? From my, I've been gone from my house for four weeks. What's going on? Escape the polar vortex. I wasn't going to freeze to death. I lost Sheila. A week before I left, she got bloat. So it's Arthur, Annie, and me. So, are you sure? Yeah. I sound a little down and out because my excursion decided to take a crap on Monday and I got fucked by a parts place um, because they didn't verify they had a part. And then the second place ended up sending it via FedEx economy instead of regular FedEx, and so I couldn't get it worked on today. So now I have to wait till tomorrow morning. So I've been homeless in a walnut parking lot and now for the fourth night in a row. All right, so I'm calling you after the show, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a call after the show. Okay. All right. So go ahead and do. did you want to share something with us tonight? I wrote something this afternoon and late this afternoon and added something. To make it sound a little more like what I usually write. So, this is titled, Out of My Element. Out of my element, feeling exposed, eyes everywhere. My breath, my saving grace, which calms the waves of anxiety by keeping them at bay. Running from death's door, I'm reaching for life, looking for that bright, shining light, even though I can't see the end of the tunnel. Driving ever higher, reaching for the clouds, reaching for the stars. Truck stop, truck stop, where are you now? Rolling down the interstate, destination unknown. Truck stop, truck stop. I need a place to rest my head, rest this tired body of mine, rest my weary bones. Truck stop, truck stop, 
taking my home. Can I stay here one more night? Sunshine, sunshine. Bring me some sunshine to melt this ice on the inside of my windshield. Sunshine, sunshine. Bring me some warmth from the nighttime cold. Shivers down my spine. Tuck stop, tuck stop. I need some food. Give me a slice of pizza and a cheeseburger or two. Chuck stop, chuck stop. Give me some coffee. I need some extra fuel for the long haul ahead. Driving night and day to escape the polar vortex. Mile markers becoming blurry. I need some more rest. Excursion, excursion. Guide me down this interstate. Destination unknown. Just need to go west. Escape the polar vortex. Frigid below zero. Minus 29. It's not my time. For the eternal deep freeze. Colorado Rockies calling my name. Rolling down the interstate. Take me and my dogs there. To the cool, rare mountain air. To the sun that shines for days. Even times when it snows. That's where I want to roam. And pull. That was incredible. Sounds a little better when I read it than when I was writing it. Do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. The show's just about over. When the show's over, I'm going to give you a call, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, tell everyone how to find you. Um, you can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put it in the Facebook search box, and you'll find me there, and the cool composite picture Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, a Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.K., uh, U.S. that was published in uh, January or February of 2012. You can find it on Amazon. Phenomenal. All right, hon. We will talk to you in just a little bit, Okay. I'm glad you called okay, in tonight. I'm glad you let me know what's going on. You bet. Thanks, everybody. Right, Hope you're all doing good. Well, we miss you, and uh, I'm glad you called. I'll talk to you in a little, little, just a few minutes, okay? All right. All right, hon. Love you, baby. Thanks. Bye, hon. All right. So, area code... Two zero one and seven five seven. You are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on, press one. Otherwise, I am going to go ahead and we're going to close out the show tonight. I want to remind everybody of your homework and your writing assignment. Remember our prompt. We do our writing prompt. Our prompt for this week was on that note. That's the prompt. And your exercise is 
20 questions, what I want you to do is write a poem with either 20 lines or 20 separate stanzas, but they have to be, they have to be separated. Um, so either 20 lines or 20 separate stanzas uh, where each one is written in the form of a question. And then the title of the poem should be a hint at the topic or subject of the poem, but not give it away completely. An example that I used was a poem, the title of her letter, and the first line in the form of a question would be something like, um, should love leave fingerprints of black and blues, her flesh a canvas and heavy strokes of abstract bruise, something, you know, talking about domestic abuse so it should be but it should be written all the all of them should be questions and you should never to give away what the subject is but the title should hint, hint at it so it's a real fun exercise to do it makes you think about things you know each the lines should not answer each other there should be only questions and it's really fun because you can you know jump from abstract thought to abstract thought different image different image so have fun with that one I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. And we will be here next week at the same time. I'm going to close the show with a piece uh, from Eddie Oliver called Beautiful Beginnings. It's an incredible um, piece with, it's got a bunch of his kind of a mix, mish mash of a bunch of his pieces together. So good night, everybody. Love you, and we will talk to you next week. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it it be the first chapter, they call it life. Beautiful as it is, and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man She was just sipping, writing But it was something about her Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder Just sipping, writing What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and and she finally noticed me and, And she smiled so beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because, because so beautiful she was. So, so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down, quiet without a hint of a sound. I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while 
Or we took long vacations in, in hard to reach nations Made me wonder who was this lady Kept me sipping, gazing Driving me half crazy with anticipation Nervous I am She got me caught up in her aura like Like, like dance <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping Coffee shop chilling <laughs> I'm yet to know her name But somehow I seem to be catching feelings I wonder I ponder Does she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking and hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking, She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. Beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace. Trying not to lose the race of everyday life. Life. Kissing on a white sandy beach Making love surrounded by palm trees I worship you because you made me believe that That God, that God said that you and I Are you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly I can't help but believe that That God sent you to me because You put me at peace and And to him I am forever grateful I know sometimes baby that I can be a handful And for that I apologize Melt me with those maple brown eyes but you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze So gentle, so smooth I, I can't help but be in love with you Cause you make it so easy Sleep with me, dream with me To a far off place where, where no one can find us Where it's just us Caught up in the rush of our lust As we make love from dawn to dust As I look down and see you beneath me Looking up at me, smiling Sometimes staring me down Making love to me with your eyes As you hold on tight for the ride I, I love you I love, I love the feel of your thighs The way your flesh feels against my flesh The way your chest feels against my chest The way we pause, we take deep breaths Deep, deep, deep breaths the thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's just you on top of me And me on top of you With the sweetest smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day Just one whiff, just one sniff Takes my breath away Got me 
finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you're just married. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace. Try not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much. Like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about her. All the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the Smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath. Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone. And, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fighting, I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way, like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much, and she just left this homeboy alone, like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine, just fiending, just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of. Walking through my door I'm gonna be this way until Friday Just fine Just, just feeling Let me do this dance all over again We gonna do this romance again All freaking weekend <laughs> You see it's beautiful in the beginning The beginning be the alpha as it is written It, it be the first chapter they call life Beautiful as it is in the beginning Never thinking about an ending Just thinking about building Creating that solid foundation to stand on Trusting, hoping that you stand alone Just hoping, nose wide open Walking on faith, just 
trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife 